What's going on, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Ramblin' Gamers Podcast. This is episode 13, and I am here with Adam, as always. What's and up? Today, we're going to ramble on about the latest video game news, along with several other topics, ranging from our game opinions to news about upcoming geeky movies and TV shows. If you guys are liking the show and want to stay up to date, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Ramblin' Gamers, and we have now begun to upload on our YouTube channel. You can find us by searching Ramblin' Gamers. We have also started streaming on Twitch. You can locate these streams at twitch.tv slash ramblinggamers. And if you are liking our content and would like to see more, please share this with a friend so we continue to make content for everyone. I will say before we get into the show, our analytics have been improving not only on our podcast, but on our streams and our YouTube channel. So we want to keep that growing. We haven't hit our goals yet, obviously. We have goals set for 2021 that we talked about last episode, and we're slowly increasing towards those goals, and we want to keep it up. We're trying to average about 20 listens on each of our podcasts uh, for right now, and we're almost there on our most recent one. By the time this one comes out, obviously, there's nothing you can do at that point. I mean, you can go listen to it, but we want to hit 20 episodes or 20 views for each week, if that makes sense. But I guess before we get into the news, how's it going, Adam? What games have you been playing recently? I've been doing a lot. Uh, I played through Spider-Man recently. I don't know if I've talked about that on the podcast, but I mean, we, we've been streaming a lot since I've beaten it and talked about it. Um, really good. Uh, Miles Morales is next up. I've been playing Final Fantasy VII on the Switch, and I'm really enjoying that. I'm definitely seeing a lot of the hype uh, behind it that's been going on for the past <laughs> 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just been busy consuming a lot of media, just watching movies and TV shows, just kind of really chilling out in this home stretch of the stay at home. Yeah, I gotcha. So the since our last episode, I haven't played a different of many different games. I've played three games since then. I played Fall Guys for about an hour because I wanted to play the the new showcase, which was only Hexagon, which was pretty fun. Didn't happen to win one. Um, I'm just excited to see Doom Slayer coming to the game. <laughs> That's really funny. I'm very, I, I'm so glad I've been saving my crowns because I have about 60 crowns right now, so I shouldn't have any problem buying any of the three costumes that are coming out. I don't. I'm pretty sure one is Doom Slayer and the other two are demons, uh, but I haven't seen them yet. And then I've played Tetris 99, which if you guys don't follow us on Twitter at Ramblin Gamers, you will see that I put a screenshot of one of my wins where I got 16 knockouts. How do you feel about that, Adam? 16. That's, that's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, just just remember uh, all your all your previous wins and stats are on my file. So I know. I know. I have but... I have the clout. <laughs> so I went and looked after I finished it, and of the top 15, including myself, so I had like 14 people I was going against. I knocked out nine of them. So like most of them came at the very end, just like back to back to back. So that was pretty crazy. Um, I've really been enjoying the screenshot feature on the Switch. It's been a fun (laughs) way to, I don't know. It's just so easy. Like photo modes on games I think is really cool, but for some of them, it's just so complex that I don't really care. And this one is just like a a button on one of the controllers that it's just so easy. I love it. It is really easy. And the last game that I've been playing, I've been continuing to go through and get collect more moons on Super Mario Odyssey. I have finished, I think, seven or eight of the kingdoms now, and I'm up to 700 moons. So uh, I'm getting there. I just have like the two moons, Bowser's Kingdom, and then just a couple random ones that I have. I, I need to go back and finish. You, <laughs> you are like definitely further than I got in that game. I capped out probably like high 600s and. Uh-huh. I don't think I like fully completed a single kingdom outside of the like the cloud kingdom and like the just a smaller like boss oriented ones that only yeah. have like a couple bonus moons. Uh-huh. But I, I don't think I ever completed any of like the big kingdoms. So you're definitely like way more in it than I was uh, this late in the game. Yeah, and I'm I'm really trying to go through and not look up where any of the moons are. I mm-hmm. I would be lying if I said that I haven't. There are certain ones that you find with like the, the kingdom art that those like, ones were so confusing to me yeah, i don't think i, I ever just, got a single one of those i just looked those up because it gives you like this really obscure clue that you need to find in a different kingdom mm-hmm. so i for those ones it's like yeah i could do it it would just take a really long time and i don't really 
particularly feel like it. And then there's usually like one or two like really tricky ones that I'll spend like 20 minutes looking for and I just can't find it. But so far I've been pretty proud of myself. I've I've done a really good job at not looking anything up, but that is enough on the video games that we've been playing recently. We're going to jump into talking about a TV show that will be coming out three days after this episode goes live on, what is it, Friday the 15th? Mm-hmm. WandaVision is going to have two episodes coming out on Friday. There's going to be nine episodes total. Two of them are coming out on Friday, so eight weeks of it. Uh, for those of you that don't know, WandaVision is going to be a show focusing on the Scarlet Witch and Vision from the Marvel movies, but more pr- prominently the the like the big team up movies like Avengers or Civil War. It's going to be foca- or focusing on those two characters. Adam is looking forward to this. He, he I, I swear, he he brings it up every single week. I haven't been looking forward to it as much until like, more trailers have started to come out, and I've been much more interested. But we're just gonna talk about that for a little bit. Maybe give some theories and. Uh, start from there. So I, I'm gonna let you take it away a little bit on this because this is this is more up your alley. Mm-hmm. So let let me kind of outline just like the plot and why I'm excited for this for you. Maybe you'll you'll pick up on what I'm feeling. So it's like Wanda making her own like mental world where like her life is perfect and like Vision is still alive. Um. And that it like takes the form of like sitcoms from different uh, decades, um, but then there's outside of that world. There's the remember in Ant Man and the Wasp, the like the agent who like Scott was always trying yeah, to get like home the, before he got there. Yeah, the uh, I don't know if it was an FBI agent, but basically the guy that was making sure he was following his house arrest orders. Yeah, it's him, and he's like trying to get Wanda like out of that world. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know he was even coming back to it. Huh. So oh. she's basically. Uh, by the way, I'm just gonna say this from here on out. Uh, for the, while we're talking about WandaVision, we will probably give some spoilers on things that have happened in the past in the Marvel movies. I would assume most people listening to this have seen them, but in case not, go ahead and skip ahead five minutes. So. In this, it's following what happened with Vision in Infinity War. So Vision is uh, no longer with us, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the character from Captain Marvel, um, uh, Carol Danvers' friend, is also in this, correct? Yeah. The, the little girl from Captain Marvel is now an adult. And oh. I, I okay. think she is an agent working with... Um, Jimmy, who I'm, I think is the name of the, the Ant-Man agent. So is that because she was pretty young in Captain Marvel? Does that have to do with the, the time jump? Well, Captain or, Marvel took place in the nineties. The, uh, yep, yeah, you know what? You're right. I forgot <laughs> about that. Okay. Um, so I, I think it's just like normal time progression with her, and she's just like a more prominent character. Like she grew up and was like inspired to be uh like an fbi agent okay and another question that i had so uh scarlet witch and wanda is going to be in uh doctor strange multiverse of madness the doctor strange sequel are we expecting to see doctor strange in the show as well or is that something that they haven't announced but it's something that we could possibly it is something that could happen we just don't have confirmation of it yet um correct they like haven't talked about it they've talked that uh wanda is going to be like a main character in doctor strange 2 mm-hmm. um but i'd imagine if doctor strange has some appearance in wandavision it's going to be in like one of the later episodes and it's going to be like a surprise uh gotcha. appearance they're not gonna hype it up are there going to be have they announced any villains or anything is it more just going to be wanda struggling with like her inner self and um, just dealing with the fact that Vision has died. I, I think that's what they're going for. Like, okay. like Wanda's kind of like the villain of her own story. Uh huh. I, I um, will say I am excited. The more that we talk about it, it's just not one that really stuck out to me in the slew of announcements that they've given us over the past year or two. Uh, mm-hmm. This wasn't one that I was necessarily looking forward to, mainly because we we've never really focused on these characters. 
um, even in the Avengers movies. I would say, what was it, Sil- Civil War when Wanda blew up that hotel or whatever? Yeah. Uh, that was like the most character development we ever got out of Wanda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's true. Um, and that's one reason why I'm excited because they haven't really given her a lot of um, mm-hmm. development. Uh, so for her to have her own spotlight here with Vision, despite him being <laughs> dead. Yeah. Well, he's cool. he's a cool actor. I'm excited to. Uh, anything he, he's a he's really done. good actor. Yeah, I, I I really enjoy the stuff that he's in. Um, do you have anything else to add to anything? We've any other theories you have about WandaVision? I don't know. I think I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't connect to Doctor Strange as much as people think it's going to. I think maybe it's going to be like an isolated thing, and mm-hmm. then like Wanda's going to be in Doctor Strange, but also like. I wouldn't be surprised if it does connect and like Doctor Strange has a surprise appearance at the end. In terms of like where the story's gonna go, I don't know. Um, I'd probably have a better theory on that after watching the first two episodes, kind of seeing what they're doing with it and to kind of have a guess. But still, if like if they're doing something episodic like this, I feel like the story could change so drastically in a few episodes. Yeah, I, the way that I'm kind of envisioning is kind of similar to you. I don't think a whole lot is that happens outside of wandavision is gonna uh, uh, affect wandavision itself but i think whatever character development that wanda goes through is going to carry over into doctor strange 2 more than anything that happens outside of that or such as a doctor strange appearance is going to really carry into wandavision i think i think with these tv shows they're kind of trying to make them their own thing that will affect the movies versus the movies more affecting the tv shows because at the end of the day more people are going to see the movies than they are the tv shows so it's mm-hmm. better to make the movies understandable without the tv shows than to make the tv shows um ununderstandable without the movies if that makes that's, sense yeah that's what i'm thinking like they're doing like hawkeye where it's like he could have a movie but then just has like a show that really like fleshes out his character more and then he'll like appear in like the bigger movies kind of thing it really sounds like that's what they're doing is they're taking not like as prominent characters and they're introducing lesser characters and fleshing them out and then having them appear in like bigger kind of team up movies. Yeah. Now here, here's, here's a question without knowing anything about the plot. Do you think that in some way vision could come back to life and continue to appear in uh, other Marvel movies? Yes, because I think with Marvel, they will try to keep characters and I think almost more importantly, actors in it as long as they want to continue doing it. Because if you if you look at the characters, the the main characters, I should say that have died. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans character didn't die, but he's no longer going to be in the movies. And Scarlett Johansson, after her movie comes out, they have all come out and publicly said that they were like ready to move on. I think mm-hmm. his his name is escaping me right now. What is his name again? Vision, Paul Bettany. Yeah, he. I would imagine that as long as he wants to continue playing as the character, that they will try to find some way to write him in because we've already seen like like Gamora has died, but from uh, I, we obviously don't know exactly how she's going to be brought back. I would assume that they're just going to take the Gamora from the timeline that they <laughs> stole her from basically mm-hmm. and use that character, which I would imagine they could do something along the, those lines. It might be slightly different, uh, but if he wants to continue acting as or playing the character, I'm sure that they will, they will find so it's, it's superheroes. It doesn't need to make that much sense. It can be made up. It doesn't really matter. So mm-hmm. if, if they want vision, in the future shows and movies and he wants to continue acting i don't see why not what do do you think about that i i agree with you i think that in terms of like working into the plot i feel like wandavision something will probably happen where he comes back to life basically and i feel like some people might say that that takes away from the weight of his death in infinity war but i feel like the plot of WandaVision being about his death in Infinity War is kind of like the weight of what happened and it kind of shows you. So there's still like, it was still like an impactful moment because there was uh, like Wanda's mental decline that's going to be outlined in the show Mm -hmm. leading up to him coming back. So I feel like that's not really 
an argument in my opinion like i i do agree to an extent like if they kill off a character they shouldn't just like always bring them back mm-hmm. um but i think in this case uh uh, like in in my head, what I see the show being about is about like the weight of his death and then bringing him back. Yeah, I I think, and also if it's a if it's like a nine ep, well, not like it is going to be nine episodes. If it's a nine episode struggle of like Wanda dealing with his death and trying to bring him back, I think it also would be impactful if after nine episodes, it's basically like no, like you can't bring someone back. I think that would be. A, a really impactful ending as well after watching her struggle and then not being that typical Marvel happy ending. You know what I mean? Mm, kind of yeah. like infinity war. Infinity war. Wasn't that I, I, I can't speak because by the time I had watched infinity war Endgame has already come out and I knew a lot of spoilers, but I can imagine watching that for the first time, just like expecting them to win, expecting them to somehow find a way to defeat Thanos. And they, they don't, they kind they kind of gave you that with vision's death where she she killed vision wanted mm-hmm. and you're like okay like it sucks they had to sacrifice vision but it's for the greater good of humanity just for thanos to be like nah i'm gonna reverse it <laughs> and then yeah take the stone and then kill him anyways you know what i mean yeah dude i I'm t- i i hate to keep like rubbing it rubbing your nose in it but you really missed out not seeing those movies like i know in a theater full of people who had no idea what was going to happen because that moment particularly I was like, oh, fuck, because I, I really thought like they had him. I was like, man, they did it like, you know, really impactful vision mm-hmm. died, but they did it. <laughs> and then he's just like, nope. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, he had the time stone. Like, I just didn't even register yeah. how like overpowered he was. Yeah, I, I do think I missed it. I'm, I'm glad that I have put aside my differences with the Marvel movies and have you. it was more you than you convincing me than anything I did on my own fruition. But um. It's just a shame that I I missed out on it over uh, my reasons for doing it. Looking back on it, I think we're kind of stupid, but I'm glad I'm into it now. Um, we're going to move on. We've been talking about Marvel stuff for a long time. Before I do that, though, we do have a Marvel-themed video coming out on our YouTube channel on Friday the 15th, the day that the WandaVision premiere uh, begins. I'm not going to spoil what that video is about. If you want to know what it's about, go ahead and... Uh, search us on youtube you can find us uh if you just search ramblin gamers it's a very creative video i don't think anyone's done the video like it before <laughs> uh please go watch it share it with a friend i do we had a lot of fun making these types of videos uh they don't take a lot of time but they're a lot of fun to do and it's fun to get in arguments with your friends over meaningless things um oh, yeah. before i move on i will also say that we are going to begin uh another podcast actually it's going to be uploaded on the same channel it is just going to be about different Marvel or Star Wars or just geeky TV shows and movies in general. It's going to be coming out. We, I, I think we've kind of decided on Friday. We might change that around at some point, uh, but you can still just find it on our Spotify and Apple podcast page at Ramblin' Gamers. That's where most of our listeners are. And we don't have, we don't know if it's going to be weekly. We don't know how long the episodes are going to be, but just keep an eye out for that. We'll try to... I. We'll figure out more of the details and keep you up to date on our Twitter and Instagram at Ramblin' Gamers. But moving on to the rest of our show, which is just about all Nintendo. The sales numbers were released for 2020 for which consoles sold the most. Nintendo Switch was able to outsell the PlayStation 4, the PlayStation 5, the Xbox One, the Xbox Series X, and Series S combined they sold more than all five of those consoles combined is that super surprising to you adam it no but it's kind of good to hear as like a nintendo fan Mm -hmm. uh hearing quite the comeback they've had with this with this console it's just really like uh, it's just like pleasing to me yeah i agree i i would say the only surprising aspect of it is that it sold more than all of those consoles combined but if you if you really think about it, I guess it's not incredibly surprising because one, the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One were at the end of their console life. They yeah. people who wanted them at that point most likely had them. Sales numbers kind of hit a peak at probably between like two and four years and then drastically decrease after that. So hearing that those didn't sell all that much isn't too surprising. But then also hearing that the PlayStation 5 and the new Xbox Series consoles, they 
were first off were only on sale for two months. Most of those months they weren't even on sale because they weren't in stock. Um, so hearing that the Nintendo Switch outsold them all combined surprised me a little bit until I really sat down and thought about it. And the Nintendo Switch is cheaper than both of those, I believe. And the the, the PlayStation Four might have gone down to three hundred dollars at some point, but with the rise of Animal Crossing, I think that really pushed Nintendo Switch <laughs> up higher than it would have been without that game. And I think the pandemic actually helped Nintendo a little bit. I I don't know how you feel about that. Um, I don't know how much the pandemic helped because I feel like there weren't a lot of games coming out. Um, but I definitely like Animal Crossing. And then... Um, like five months before Animal Crossing came out, there was uh, a new Pokemon game that came mm-hmm. out. Um, and those are both like big system sellers, especially uh, previously the handheld market. It's like Pokemon and Animal Crossing were very dominant uh, Nintendo's handheld consoles. Mm-hmm. So now once a new Pokemon game and a new Animal Crossing game came out on the Switch, I think people, a lot of people migrated over from the 3ds mm-hmm. and had switch now be their substitute for like the handheld experience yeah i i do agree with that part of part of the reason why i said i think the the pandemic helped them is i think a lot of people not being able to work and go out and do things were stuck at home there was i mean there's not a whole lot to do at home if you don't play video games i mean you could do like the smart thing and like read and work out but uh, you can only do that for so long until you get bored. So I think a lot of people who may have never even been into video games before saw Animal Crossing, saw how popular that game was amongst not only like hardcore game. I hate to use these terms, but hardcore gamers. It was also popular amongst people who don't play video games a lot. Th- those people that we call casual. And I say that with quotations around it because I hate those terms. But I think with the the rise of how popular Animal Crossing was, it allowed people who had never played a video game before to jump into it i i've i saw that uh a stat somewhere i don't know where it came from that the there this is the year that there have been more people who have bought a nintendo switch console who have never owned a a nintendo console before which i would attribute to not only the pandemic but also animal crossing coming out Uh, Mm -hmm. i don't know if you agree with that i i to me that 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 would make sense in my head obviously i'm not I don't have the numbers or any, I don't do any research for Nintendo, but mm-hmm. that's what I, I also, I also think kind of non Nintendo games being in the forefront all the time for the system games like Hades. And then um, you have a game like doom eternal, which came out on the switch. Like it, it's not the best console to play it on, but like, mm-hmm. you know, a, a big game this year that wasn't Nintendo that came out on the switch. I feel like that also is like, a, like games like those uh, kind of attribute to that. Also, Ori Will of Will of the Wisps came out. There, you're right. There were a lot of third party, uh, developing developers that put games out on the Switch this year that were very popular. H- Hades is the, obviously the first mm-hmm. one that comes to mind. But also, we haven't even mentioned the the 35th anniversary of Mario, which I'm sure potentially got a lot of other people to hop in. I know that was uh, that was a big thing for me as well, being able to not only jump in on the Switch now and play. Uh, any switch game that i miss but also get to play some of the the old games that i i would have missed due to not really owning a nintendo console in my in my life before the switch now i have the ability to play while it is just a a small slice of everything that nintendo has done i now get to play some of their their old games that have inspired many new games mario 64 is just the one that comes to mind so i i do think that was important before we move on i I do want to bring this up as well did you see that uh, 20 years ago, Xbox, or I'm sorry, Microsoft had tried to purchase Nintendo and they laughed about it. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. that's funny thinking. I guess, like, the way I always picture it is just, like, Xbox trying to purchase Nintendo is, like, laughable. But, yeah, when I sit here and remember that Xbox is owned by Microsoft, I'm glad it didn't happen just based on where Nintendo's at now. Obviously, we can, it's only speculation to see where they would be if Microsoft had bought them. But I just think it's funny that they were laughed out of the room. I'd I'd love to be a fly on the wall to see their presentation for that. Yeah. But moving on to our next story, 
the end of the PS4 era is beginning. This is just going to be one that we're touching on really quick. The PS4 Pro will no longer be sold or distributed in Japan, basically meaning that the stores who have them aren't going to continue to sell them, but they're not going to get any new shipments of them in. So manufacturing is going to really slow down. Um, I don't know how you feel about this, Adam. I'm, it's, it's kind of a bit saddening to see, considering that the PS4 is one of the best selling consoles of all time is home to some of the best single player games i would say i would say the ps4 has the best single player experiences of any console ever obviously that can be argued but regardless it did have really good single player games and will uh, amongst people would be considered one of the best it's kind of sad to see it coming to an end you know yeah but i mean like it happens Mm -hmm. Uh, like it's it's just kind of natural at this point that but I'm surprised that they're phasing it out so soon. I feel like we're we're not going to see this in America for like one or two more years. In all honesty, especially the PS4 Pro. Yeah, I would say it is the PS4 Pro is like the newer version of it. But people just based on the price tag are less inclined to go get that console, especially mm-hmm. when the PS5 is around the same price and can play all of those games on the PS4, anyways. So mm-hmm. I guess of the two, if they were to discontinue one, the Pro makes more sense. It is, I, I still think it is surprising that it's happened less than two months after the PS5 came out. I, I would assume that it would go at least until the summer, maybe even a full year after. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's, it's only in Japan. It, it's still being sold and distributed in other places as far as I'm aware. But yeah, uh, Plus, I, I feel like um, maybe like, like mom and pop stores, it's like, why would they... Uh, spend money on stock of the, any PS4 when like what people want is the PS5. Yeah, I, obviously like Walmart and Best Buy, it's like they can afford to have like mm-hmm. PS4s in stock kind of regularly for people that want them. But mm-hmm. it's like lesser like brick and mortar stores who sell like new video game consoles. It's uh, it doesn't really make sense for them to want to keep purchasing stock. Yeah, I completely agree with that. It's just a bit, a bit upsetting. I don't. I didn't even have a PS4 Pro. I don't know why I'm getting choked up. But moving on to our next story, it is another Nintendo story. Nintendo is purchasing the games, the game making studio Next Level Games. For those of you who don't know, they were the ones who developed Luigi's Mansion Three, which actually I didn't realize was as critically. I shouldn't. It was how well-received Luigi's Mansion 3 mm-hmm. actually is. I didn't realize that. No, it, it was. It was. Uh, I really enjoyed it when I played it, and it kind of makes sense, especially um, for kids. Like, it just being a solid game that uh, kids can play. It was, seemed kind of like the big the marketing push for it. Um, it makes sense how like well-received it was. Yeah, and so... I went ahead and looked, and I'm sure you have as well, at some of their, their previous games that they have made. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to highlight some of the more the ones that stood out to me. I'm, if there's one that I'm missing, please go ahead and um, shout it out. But Super Mario Strikers on the GameCube, Mario Strikers Charged on the Wii, Punch-Out on the Wii, uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon on the 3DS, Metroid Prime, Federation Force on the 3DS, and also Luigi's Mansion 3 on the Switch. Uh, those were games I, I didn't know, and this is actually kind of funny. Mario Strikers Charge is actually one of my favorite games I had on the Wii. I love that game. I also mm-hmm. love soccer, so it's not too surprising. But Yeah. Um, they also made... <laughs> I'm looking at the list, too. They made like a Spider-Man game and a Captain yeah. America game. I don't um, even know what the Spider-Man game is. Yeah. But um, yeah, they have been working exclusively with Nintendo for the past like 10 years. Um, and it kind of makes sense that Nintendo like fully bought them now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it can kind of grow uh, their potential because like the Luigi's Mansions games they did, and especially like going back uh, Mario Strikers, it's like th- those games are all really solid. So I think they can be um, being an in-house studio that Nintendo can use for games mm-hmm. uh, now is a lot better for uh, the company, I feel like, instead of them being like contracted by Nintendo. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think when... Uh, this kind of reminds me of the Insomniac Games scenario, where Insomniac Games have been almost exclusively making games for 
Sony and PlayStation. They did have the the odd game that would go to either uh, all the consoles or maybe I know they had the one game I think it was called Sunset Overdrive that was exclusive to Microsoft. But uh, basically, <laughs> since they began making games, they had only been releasing games for the PlayStation. And then Sony finally tied them down slightly after the Spider-Man PS4 game came out. And I think we're just going to continue to see how once you have that backing by by a big company such as Sony and the money that more importantly, the money that comes with it, I think the quality of games just increases like tenfold, basically, because we saw it, it takes it takes years to develop games. We saw Spider-Man uh, PS4 come out in 2018. And two years later, they come out with Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is a great game. And that's down to the help of them getting the money from Sony. And keep in mind that while they're making this game as well, they're also about to release another game. The Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is supposed to be coming out sometime this year. So since being bought by Sony, in, in two years, they will have come out with two games. Keep in mind, both slightly smaller scale games. But when you get that money from your parent company you i i just it it makes the game so much better and i think with uh next level games background with nintendo it's it's just an easy buy for them it just makes sense they're just going to continue to make games for several years that are really good whether i mean we can make predictions on what we think their next game was would be i'm sure you have strong thoughts about that see i don't know i don't think they're gonna do another luigi's mansion Um, at least not so soon. Yeah. Um, I think now that they're fully tied to Nintendo, uh, they could be given something else. Maybe do like a Donkey Kong game. Mm-hmm. Um, or I don't know, maybe another Punch Out or something. Yeah, I'm um, kind of on the same boat with you. Um, let me just pull up um the Luigi Luigi's Mansion history. You might know more more that I don't even need to look this up, but. I would imagine roughly only one Luigi's Mansion game will come out per console. Is that fair to say? Um, yeah. I, so, I think at, at this point, if uh, Next Level of Games is going to make it into like a full series and keep making games, um, mm-hmm. they'll probably do one maybe like every five years or something, just like a console generation. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking as well, that they... The Ouija's Mansion, I, I think, will be a game that they develop sometime in the future. I just think their next game that comes out on the Switch will be something different, uh, a, a different property owned by Nintendo. I doubt it would be a new IP. I'm sure that they would revive something like... Uh, when was the last time we saw a Donkey Kong game? Uh, 2014. Okay. Yeah. But that game, I, that game was ported to the Switch recently. So... You you will probably know more about this than I do. The developer that makes Splatoon, don't know their name. They also make Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Do they essentially just switch between those two titles? Um, that's... I, I think what they did was New Leaf, Splatoon, Splatoon 2, and then New Horizons. Okay. That's kind of what I'm imagining is going to happen with them as well, where they're going to kind of be given two different titles. And I I personally believe Luigi's Mansion will be one of them. And only time will tell if I'm right or you're right. But uh, that's kind of what I'm envisioning. Is that something that you think can happen as well? Or do you think they're going to kind of leave Luigi's Mansion as like a an odd title that they make every just once every generation? I think, you know, Luigi's Mansion is going to be uh kind of most of the games they make like you look at this list in like 10 15 years i feel like every third game will probably be like luigi's mansion Mm -hmm. um but then they'll have like the odd uh other random spinoff maybe like a mario sports game or some just kind of like secondary ip again like i i feel like donkey kong is a good easy one just have them do like some take on it yeah yeah i agree with that but moving on so for those of you who are listening, most of you probably know that the this, or I guess 2020, was the 35th anniversary of Mario. And with that, we got a remake of three 3D games uh, called the Super Mario 3D All-Stars. It was on. They were all on the one cartridge. This year, they have three, I would say three really big 
anniversaries coming up and then one smaller title that we decided to include just because it was kind of funny um but we're going to start out with the big hitter zelda's 35th anniversary is this year are you predicting we're going to get a similar thing to what we got with mario yes okay i what? think go ahead go ahead um so the there's a couple directions i think they could go and i think we're going to get wh- one of these and then none of the others Mm-hmm. So they could either do a remake of Skyward Sword, which was the 25th anniversary game, um, and makes sense because they've remade Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, and Twilight Princess all within the past 10 years. So Skyward Sword is next if they're going to do another remake. Um, they could port the Wind Waker HD and the Twilight Princess HD to the Switch. Um, they could port the Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask 3D ports without the 3D functionality to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if we were gonna get some collection, it would probably be like Ocarina of Time, Wind Waker, and Skyward Sword, maybe. But if they're gonna do that, I feel like it'd be the original versions and not the remakes, which I yeah. kind of don't want. Um, and I honestly don't see them packaging, um, remakes together because they could, they, they know they could sell those games for $60 individually again, but they could, uh, do you think they could have done the same with the Mario? They put those no. all together. You don't think, would you say that would you say that well, I, I'm talking, I'm talking about, uh, the remakes. Like if they were going to do the HD remakes of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, and then do an HD remake of Skyward Sword and have it all in one cartridge, which is what I see a lot of people say that I don't think that's going to happen. That just makes too much sense. And I feel like Nintendo knows they can make more money selling those games individually. So if they were to do a similar thing that what they did with Mario, where they just kind of they didn't remake them, they just kind of upped the resolution and made some uh, like quality of life, slight quality of life improvements. Do you think then we could get three on one cartridge? Yes, but I feel like people would be disappointed because there are like better looking and better running versions of those games out there that they wouldn't have pulled from. Whereas there's there's no uh, remake of Sunshine or Galaxy. Okay. You know, so they just put the original versions on the cartridge, which they could do for Zelda. But I personally, I know a lot of other people would be disappointed because the HD versions of those games are so much better. Like they look better and they run better and have updated controls and quality of life and all that. Um, but I, I don't see them putting a bunch of the remakes together on one cartridge. I feel like if they were going to do stuff is they would port Wind Waker by itself, port Twilight Princess by itself, port Skyward Sword by itself, and then have them all be $60 individually, which sucks, but I think they're going to do it because they know it'll sell. Okay. I, I hear what you're saying, and you've definitely changed my opinion on it. I do think what you're saying is more likely than them putting just the original versions on. Uh, one cartridge, like three of the games. Uh, keep in mind, I don't know the history of Zelda that well, so I can't really sit here and predict which games would go on. I do hear Wind Waker and Twilight Princess are two of the better ones. Don't know for sure because I haven't played them. If they were to put the original ones on a cartridge, I wouldn't care because that would give me a way to play them all for $60. Keep in mind, I haven't played them. So just having getting getting those games all for $60... I would be super stoked about that. However, I do see what you're saying, that there are already remakes of those that exist that they put time and money into that have come out more recently than the originals, that it would be kind of sad to get these get these remakes and then release the games again in a worse state than what the remakes were. I just want to say, like, those games are all very, very good, even in uh-huh. their original form. And I'm still going to buy it if they do this and then play throughout three of those games and enjoy it. Uh-huh. Um, it's just like, like Wind Waker is probably like my favorite game of all time, and the HD version of it looks so good. And there's a lot of quality of life improvements because the original game had some annoying moments. Um, it's like, uh, yeah, I'll be disappointed if that's what we get, but like, I'm still gonna buy it because it'd be really cool to have 
all those games on my Switch. And I mean, the, the original forms are still kind of like nostalgic for me. I feel like that's yeah. kind of what they want to be hitting because like I played those games in that form as a kid, as opposed to only playing like the the HD versions of them, like from when they came out onward. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I'm still going to buy it and enjoy it. I'm just saying like I personally am not expecting them to package the HD versions if they were to do that. And in all honesty, that's what I think they're most likely going to do is do the Ocarina of Time, Wind Waker, and then like either Twilight Princess or Skyward Sword in their original form in one package. I think that's what they're going to do. Okay, here's here's another thought that I had. So a lot of Breath of the Wild 2 has been announced. People are speculating that it will come out this year with it being the 35th anniversary and the potential of getting uh, something similar to what we got in uh, last year for Mario. Would you expect to get a, a remake or some sort of re- release of old Zelda games and Breath of the Wild 2 in the same year? Or do you think we don't uh, Yeah, one? You do? Mm-hmm. I disagree. I don't think that they would do that. I think that uh, putting four games out into the uh, four Zelda games out into the to the market at the same time would personally they're, they're not going to release at the same time. I know, I but the, I should say the same year. Same year. I, I apologize. Same year is what I meant. Well, okay. Let me let me tell you what they did for Zelda's twenty fifth anniversary ten uh-huh. years ago. They released Ocarina of Time 3D, the 3DS remake of it. Um, they remade um, Four Swords and put it on the 3DS. They um, re-released Link's Awakening, which had never been re-released. Okay. Um, and then they came out with Skyward Sword, all in like a six-month okay. period. You know hearing that might change my opinion i guess the main question is is if breath of the wild 2 will be ready to come out this year which if it's not this isn't really even a, a an argument with a point but I, let, let me say let me say this uh-huh. this is bold um i think breath of the wild 2 coming out this year is more likely than them doing like an anniversary collection okay um, the anniversary collection as in three games on one cartridge or just a, a re-release of some older games or just just something some sort of because i i feel like it's more likely that breath of the wild 2 is coming out this year and then they'll say oh this is the big like 35th anniversary game um i think that's in all honesty more likely than them doing something but if they were going to do something i could see it um have some re-release or collection come out within the next couple months and then breath of the wild 2 coming out like november yeah i think if they're gonna release them both we're gonna see the because i'm fairly certain zelda's like actual anniversary is february i i think that's right so uh, maybe we see something in the 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 late winter early spring this year Mm -hmm. for the the anniversary celebration and then breath of the wild 2 later keep in mind we could be completely wrong about them re-releasing games we could. for all we know they could just do breath of the wild 2 with a with a special switch or something like mm. they did with animal crossing who knows but yeah. moving on to another game that is having a 35th anniversary this year metroid i don't know a whole lot about this game um but i i just want to ask before we get into this isn't metroid 4 that's been announced for a while hasn't uh, it metroid prime 4 okay um was so okay, let me let me give you the Metroid Prime history. So Metroid Prime was developed by Retro Studios, which is a company that Nintendo owns. And they did the first 3 games and then they remastered the first 3 games in a collection. And then they moved on and they were doing Donkey Kong games. They did Donkey mm-hmm. Kong Country Returns and Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Um so Nintendo has been working with uh Bandai Namco a lot and they were the ones doing metroid prime 4 but nintendo didn't like what they were doing with it so they scrapped the whole thing and now retro studios is doing metroid prime 4 so that's why it's been in development for a long time they've been very open about it 
because um, they completely switched developers because they weren't happy with uh, what yeah. Namco Bandai was doing. Um, so I don't think that's coming out this year. Do you think we'll get uh, uh, they'll port maybe that the remake of the collection onto the Switch? I've always thought that that's likely. I just don't know why they haven't done it yet. In all honesty, um, they could. That could be if they were going to do some Metroid thing, which they they often neglect the Metroid series. So I wouldn't be surprised if nothing happens. But if they were going to do something, um, a port of the Prime trilogy is likely. Um, but also in the past, like 15 years, they've gone kind of on like a remake spree. They remade the first Metroid and then they remade the second Metroid. So I think we might see some remake of Super Metroid, but I'm not uh, like that. I don't think that's very likely. Um, I think if they're going to do anything, porting, uh, the first three prime games is the most likely. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot to add to that because I, I the my experience with Metroid is playing it on the 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 NES emulator thing, Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah, that's my experience with Metroid. And there's actually uh, has that come out yet? Have I played Metroid yet on the, on our first YouTube video? I don't oh, think. Oh no, 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 no. Okay, no. keep keep an eye out. There is a video of me coming out coming out on YouTube. I think that's on the second. Yeah, I think it is too. But moving on to the next one, another game that I actually played on the Nintendo Switch Online series that is coming out on our YouTube channel. Kid Icarus has its 35th anniversary this year. We can just glaze over this one. Do you think they're going to do anything? Maybe re-release that game that came out on what? The Game Boy or DS? What did that come out on? Um, The 3DS. Do you think there's any chance of that? No. Yeah. I feel like with all of these anniversaries coming out, that's one that's going to get left out. They're, we're going to mm-hmm. get a tweet. Moving on to the next one, and I, I see you editing it right now. Is it the 25th or the 20th? It's the 25th. Okay, the Pokemon 25th or Pokemon 25th anniversary is also this year. Give me your thoughts on this. Once again, I haven't really played these games. I think I had an emulator on my phone at one point and played through some of them. What do you think that they could potentially do for this? Um, so say what you will about how the games have been recently. The Pokemon company uh, takes care of like the Pokemon series pretty well in terms of stuff like this. And I think 25 is a big number. And this is going to be the anniversary I think we're going to see the most from. What do you think we could, we could see? Um, a new game, probably a remake of the Generation 4 games, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. Um, the, the Pokemon Company likes to surprise. I, I think we're going to see a lot outside of games in terms of like merchandise mm-hmm. and all that. Um, they'll probably remake another movie. Um, just, just stuff like that. Like Pokemon's a very... Uh, merchandised series and i think uh that's gonna be put to the max this year for its 25th anniversary um but in terms of games um definitely a remake of a game um and then i feel like definitely something else like there, there's gonna be other game announcements coming out this year from them because I, I feel like pokemon has really like ramped up their development um and that you see kind of like a main game and then a lot of like spinoff games come out frequently uh, Pokemon Snap is coming out this year, right? Uh, I don't know if it's coming out this this year. I'd imagine. I can't imagine that game takes a lot to develop. In all honesty, uh, didn't they have the toothbrush game? Wasn't that like a Pokemon? Like... <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. That came uh, out last year, right? Two thousand twenty. Yeah, yeah. Was that like a free game, or is that one that people actually like purchased? No, that that was like a mobile app for kids. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was on the Switch, dude. <laughs> I was like, why don't I ever see you say that or play that? All right, so now why that would we, I play that? I don't know. <laughs> now that we have all of our not, we're, we might be missing some smaller titles, but now that we have four anniversary, we've discussed them all, Zelda, Metroid, Kid Icarus, and Pokemon. Which do you think is the most likely? I want you to put them in order from most likely to least likely that we'll see this year. Uh, this is easy. You ready? Yeah. Uh, Pokemon, Zelda, Metroid, Kid Icarus. Okay. 
I was going to put it the same way, but just switch Zelda and Pokemon. Really? I think Zelda is what I want them to do the most and what I'm most excited to see what they're going to do. Um, but Pokemon is like guarantee like they're doing something that's going to sell a lot. Um, and But it's like it's Zelda is still like up in the air. It's like, what are they, what are they going to do? Because um, cause again, it's like, are they going to port the the remakes are they gonna do a collection like i i don't know of the four i would like to see zelda the most and i would like to see metroid i have personally i don't have a whole lot of interest in pokemon never have that's why i never played them even though i had ds's um i've i mean if there's a kid icarus thing that came out i'd probably play it because i enjoyed playing it on the nintendo switch online but uh, Zelda's the one I'm really hoping for. I still have yet to really ever play a Zelda game. I, Breath of the Wild is still sitting on my shelf. Um, I keep in mind, I did just get a Switch this Christmas, so it's not like it's been sitting there since its release. But I've just been so in love with a Super Mario Odyssey, I haven't even put it into mm-hmm. the Switch yet. But, so, so, Go ahead. Of, of the four games that we, we've talked about them re-releasing for the 35th, Ocarina of Time, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and Skyward Sword. Which one would you be most excited to play? Okay, so basically all I'm going off of is what other people have said about them and different reviews that have come out. Because of that, Ocarina of Time would be the one that I would be looking forward to the most. There are a lot of different websites online that consider that to be the best game of all time. Mm Mm-hmm. You also have a lot of good things to say about Wind Waker, and I think you and I, while we don't necessarily agree on every video game, we have somewhat similar tastes, and if you like Wind Waker, I think there's a good chance that I would like it as well. The other two I don't know a whole lot about. I like I have heard their name come up, and I've heard great things about those games. Those are just the two that I'm less familiar with. Okay, okay. So I, I'd like to revisit this when we actually know what they're doing, which again, yeah. February you know coming up i feel like <laughs> next couple of weeks we if they're gonna do something we'll probably hear about it yeah at, at least an announcement it might not come out in february but maybe on the the actual day we get like uh uh a small like 15 minute direct or something kind of like they did with mario do you mm-hmm. I, I guess while we're on the topic of it do you think we'll could because we got the the hardware from the mario as well in the mario live home circuit i i'm sorry i forget what it what exactly what it was called but do you think there's any chance we'd get something like that for Zelda? Any type of hardware? Um, I don't... Yeah, okay, 100% uh, a Switch model with, like, Zelda decals on it. Um, is that for Breath of, of the Wild 2 or for the, for the anniversary collection, if there is one? Um, even if there's not an anniversary collection, I feel like they do some, like, Zelda Switch. Okay. I th- I do think that when it comes to like controllers and stuff and like just cases, uh, Zelda is the stuff is the stuff that I see most frequently, and obviously mm-hmm. Mario as well. But there's so many different like Zelda controllers out there with like Link slash and a sword or something like that. Yeah. Do you think yeah. get, like, a, like a a sword? <laughs> I don't I don't even know what they could do. I feel like, like a toy. <laughs> like the Mario Kart like home circuit made so much sense with the car. I just don't think there's anything that just like makes so much sense for Zelda. No, and it's kind of it's kind of different because I want to say you can't really market Zelda in that way. You know what I'm saying? Because it's really only like the games, whereas like Mario, it's like I don't know, it's like a brand. Yeah, like, I, do you, you kind of get what I'm saying? I don't really hard, know how to explain it. Yeah, it's hard to put into words, but. I, I the way I picture it is, like, kids growing up who are into video games are gonna know about Mario first, and when they get older, they'll know about Zelda. Mm-hmm. It's just like I I feel like like I had a Wii, and not once did I ever touch a Zelda game. Couldn't even tell you if what game of Zelda came out on the Wii if there was one, but I can tell you I did play a bunch of Super Mario Strikers. I played a bunch of Mario Kart, and I played the. The 2D, like the new Super Mario Brothers, I think is what it's called. Didn't play a Zelda game once, but I did play a, a bunch of Mario. For someone who who doesn't know a whole lot about Nintendo, that's like I, I did play a lot of those Mario games on my Wii. Or I shouldn't say a lot, but that's what I played the most. 
Mm -hmm. And and here's what I'm thinking. It's like when you're a kid, you play Mario. Then you're in like middle school and you're in like Zelda, you know, kind of like a more like grown up game. And then you like you grow up and you play like real games like Last of Us and Halo. (laughs) I mean, maybe, but we still uh, neither one of us have like play Halo. (laughs) And you've never played Last of Us. Yeah, and I still play Mario. Yeah, same. Okay, <laughs> moving on to our last story. I'm going to let Adam take this one away because he has something to say about the technical side of our show, and that's more what he deals with than what I deal with. Yeah, so a little behind the scenes of our of how we record is we, we hop on Discord, and then we use a bot. We bring it into the voice channel, and it records uh, what, what we say and then sends it to me as a file that I edit. The bot has been having a lot of issues <laughs> recently with uh, like dropping audio and like leaving the <laughs> the voice channel that we've had to deal with. Um, which like it, it it's fine. It seems just kind of like a thing we have to wait out while they get it figured out. Um, but w- one thing that dropped out of the last episode was we talked about Smash Brothers character predictions, and I would really <laughs> really like to talk about it again so that it's like it's out there. Because uh, in the last episode, I was saying that there are three characters still left uh, to come to Smash Brothers, and I think we're going to see all three of them this year. Um, and Matt and I both gave <laughs> predictions that we had to cut, and I would really like those out there. So for me, uh, I said, um, God, what did I say? It was a Zelda character, a Pokemon character, and Crash, but I kind of want to revise it (laughs) i i am really feeling like we're gonna see doom slayer instead of a zelda Uh, that'd be kind of cool i've just been seeing a lot about it online and i feel like it's gotten to be a very big franchise again recently on top Uh of all the the history it has and if they're gonna lean in like third party stuff i feel like it's just a very likely character um so my my final predictions right now are Crash, Doom Slayer, and a Pokemon character. Okay, that uh, that's that's interesting. Okay, here's here's the way I'm looking at it. That the very last one that they do is, I would say, almost guaranteed to be like a first party character. Would you agree with that? Um, of no. all of them, you wouldn't even agree with that. You, I. I I think the last one's going to be a first party character. I th- I think it's going to be a third party character cuz it's going to be the most like hype. Maybe. Okay. I I I guess I somewhat agree with like if we got Doom Slayer as the last one. Like mm-hmm. if they did like for example, like in your predictions, they did Crash first party and then Doom Slayer. I yeah, feel like cuz think about okay. this. If it, if it was mine, if they had Crash, Doom Slayer, and then, like, this is it. The last character being added to the game. Who's it going to be? And it's a Pokemon. Like, people are just going to be disappointed. Yeah. No, you're right. I will. I, I am going to change mine. I, I, I'll, I'm just going to piggyback off of yours because I don't know as much about this game. Doom Slayer, I think, will be one of them. Especially now that it's owned by Microsoft. And they seem to be good friends with Nintendo as of right now. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Um... You know, just to differ, just to be different than you, I'm not gonna say Crash. I'm gonna say Fortnite Jonesy. Yeah. Um, the last one. See, this is this is like, this one's just tough for me. Um, what if they what if they f- added Waluigi? Do you think they're gonna do that? Uh, no. Okay. Well, just because you said that, I'm gonna just say Waluigi. Those well, are my. No, well, no, no. Think think about this. He's already in the game as an assist. Okay, then I, I will take it out and I'll say, uh, I hope it's not a Pokemon. I don't know why I hope that. Um, I don't know, a Kirby character. I'd love to see a Kirby character. Yeah, I'll just go with the Kirby character. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll see who. For all, I mean, for all we know, we we got all three of them wrong, <laughs> but who knows. Yeah. Um, well, our our predictions are out there and hopefully yeah. won't have to be cut out of this episode. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Keep in in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram at Rambling Gamers. Keep an eye out on our Twitch, twitch.tv slash Rambling Gamers, and keep an eye out on our YouTube. Every Friday we are uploading. Just you can search us by Rambling Gamers. Please like, comment, and subscribe. 
the more interaction we have, the better for our channel and analytics, the more like likely we are to be seen pop up on someone's homepage. Also, please do us a favor and share this with a friend if you can. We really just want to continue to grow our audience. It's been getting better over the last few weeks, but we want to continue to do that. Keep an eye out for any uh, for our other podcasts that will be coming out. We will be updating you guys on Twitter and Instagram, so that way you guys have an idea of when that will come out. And we'll give more details about it when we either record our first episode or when we are publishing our first episode. Just keep an eye out. The best way to get in contact with us is Twitter at Ramblin' Gamers, but we also have been using our Instagram more frequently. If you guys have any topic suggestions, please just reply to us in either our Instagram comments or our Twitter replies. Other than that, I think I've plugged everything I need to. Do you have anything else to add, Adam? Um, yeah, I mean, we took kind of a break from streaming, little break. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I personally really want to start ramping that back up again. Um, mm-hmm. I have some games I personally want to stream by myself. Obviously, Matt can hop in if he wants, but I'm talking kind of like single-player mm-hmm. games. But obviously, uh, last time we streamed, there was both of us playing a multiplayer game together, which was a lot of fun, and I want to see a lot more of that. Yep. So we we plan on setting up a, a streaming schedule. We might actually do that right as we we get off today. But just keep an eye out for that, and we'll begin to like plug that stuff on our Twitter and Instagram when we do it. But unless you have anything else to add, Adam, this has been an, the thirteenth episode of Ramblin' Gamers. We'll catch you guys next Tuesday. Keep an eye out on our YouTube on Friday for the Marvel themed creative video that we came up with but until then see you guys later see you guys